I like clerical clarity. Clearly. It's clean. It shows how much I care. Copiously. Corn dog. <laughs> Shh, hold it. Pastor's coming in. Don't even need me. <laughs> <laughs> the goal of pastoring is to become gradually obsolete. <laughs> well, no, we might need some... Uh, Pastoral guidance. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Clerical clarity. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Clerical clarity. I've never heard that one. I've been in ministry for seven years. Yay! <laughs> Amongst many things, there are some reforms we think we'd like to make in the church service. Okay. But we feel that they technically fit. Uh-huh. So they, they wouldn't cause great no. perturbations in the Lutheran force. Okay. There's just a couple of uh, permutations. Yeah. Okay. Number one is the Holy Fig Newtons. The what? The Holy Fig Newtons. A Fig Newton uh-huh. would technically fit everything we need for Eucharist, right? The ooey-gooey, rich and chewy inside is fruit of the vine, technically, right? <laughs> and the tender, flaky, golden, cakey outside is bread. bread. Uh-huh. Okay. I see so, where we're going so, with this. So, you know, we could, just, we could just start serving Fig Newtons uh-huh. during service. I did get a request from one of our confirmation students that we move to real bread so that he can feel more full during worship. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Might I say amen to that? Yes. <laughs> we are actually moving back to real bread soon enough, but <laughs> it's rather funny. <laughs> the other thing is, why is there not a Vatican City for Lutherans? Well, that would require a centralized bureaucracy, which we don't have. Okay, but we had an idea. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a factory. You have a pretzel factory on one end uh-huh. and a brewery on the, on the other. other. And down the middle are pews uh-huh. with full-down trays. I have a friend who's uh, actually... Um, He's ordained to a church in a bar. In a bar? Yeah, his church is actually a brewery. It's called Castle okay. Church Brewing, and they host worship services, and they're a microbrewery. I like so. it. <laughs> it's a good idea. But, I mean, we're, we're thinking um, pretzels and beer right. for communion. We're wondering what to do with the chapel space, obviously. We mm-hmm. know what to do now, right? But, yeah. <laughs> the ushers, the yeah. ushers would wear later hosen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd serve communion instead of those old Lutheran wine cups. Uh-huh. You'd serve them in steins. Right. Yeah. The problem with the Lutheran Vatican City is that it requires a Lutheran Pope, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we don't really have a Lutheran Pope. They could rotate, yeah. you know, different <laughs> bishops from different yeah. synods. And... Well, they already do. You know, yeah. we, we elect a president, you know, for Lutheran World Federation, and it's always one of the... Okay, that heads. sounds definitely like an evil corporation <laughs> that wants to take over the world. Lutheran World Federation? <laughs> I'm part of the Lutheran World Federation. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing today, Martin? Yeah. Taking over the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Lutheran World Federation is the world body for Lutherans. And we just need a head. Well, we have a president, you know, but... But there's no head? There's just a body? I mean, there's no pope, because we rejected that. I think you're not getting it, Pastor. You're not getting the head cut off image uh, in the body. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yes, yes. I'm slow yeah. on the uptake. I'm sorry. What do you do with a chicken after you cut off its head? You find another head. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So, Topic so, today. I like the uh, the idea from the email about... Uh, Avatar. Avatar, yeah. So I have no knowledge of Avatar. You've not seen the motion not, picture? I have not seen a single second of Avatar. Really? No. I'll be honest with you. I have a fiery, passionate hatred of all things anime. <laughs> Wait. Hold on, we're not talking The Last Airbender. We're talking Avatar as in the James Cameron movie. Oh, that. Yeah. Is that we're not talking The Last Airbender. We're no, talking... No. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is what we were like... Okay, I was like... This uh, is a, I have, we were so shocked. I have seen yeah. Avatar. Yes, yes, yes. We might okay, have to kick okay. you out. It might That's have to fine. be 2D. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just... I have seen that movie. I am not sure how Avatar Two ends in any other way, other than that corporation dropping a nuclear weapon on that tree, <laughs> <laughs> like in any realistic sense. Like... I'm thinking Parasite. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. Oh, I, oh. 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 Just. So, should we start recording the show? Church in space. Welcome to Church in Space in 3D. Hey, we're getting good at this, guys. It's like we know what we're doing. So, I'm Dave. I'm Drew. And I'm Dan. And here we are. Uh, yet another episode. So. Yeah, huh? Welcome, everybody. Today's topic, this is actually a listener-submitted topic. Yay! Our first listener-submitted topic, Yay! Woo! which means we have a listener. Right. Which Yay! <laughs> so this topic, they wanted us to talk about Avatar. We're talking the James Cameron movie because I was confused about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, that billion-dollar enterprise that we all promptly forgot after we watched it. I remember seeing it. I remember thinking it was a spectacle. But the only thing I really remember about it are the floating islands, like the floating rock formations, yeah. you know, like in the sky. The movie does like present some interesting ideas about like what is, how is consciousness tied to the body? Yeah. Because that's really the whole thing, right? Like he's this human, can get moved into this alien symbiote body, basically, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Consciousness and Avatar. What do you think, Dan? What do you think about Avatar? I liked Avatar, but mm -hmm. I also thought it was very tropey. Wasn't the mineral they were searching for literally unobtainium? Like, yeah, that's literally what it was. Exactly. Like, no, I, I mean, think it was literally its name in the movie. Yeah, I haven't been able to talk about it this way in quite a long time. So yeah. I was very surprised by how many people didn't see how derivative and how tropey the movie was. I still enjoyed it. I liked oh, how yeah. Cameron put it together. Yeah. But I didn't give it high marks for it originality. It was the only movie where I actually thought 3D made a difference. It, it is the only movie mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. my like conscious memory of this new 3D phase yeah. where like 3D actually affected how the movie was yeah. seen. Well, and especially yeah. with the displays, right. you know, the in-air display. It worked yeah. really well with that. Part of my issue was Cameron overhyped it going in because mm. he said that the computer graphics CGI was, mm -hmm. was so good you wouldn't right. be able to distinguish. And it is good. But it, it still looked like a cartoon. It did, mm -hmm. yes. But it holds up. Yeah. You know, there's not yeah. a lot of CGI that actually holds up yeah. 10 years mm -hmm. later, and it holds up. That's you know? I'll, I'll like granted it, that. I'll it doesn't look that. awful, you know. But it just looks so. like super sophisticated animation, not yeah. actual art. footage. Or art. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it's just like, hey, we're just going to use stock footage of some intern at Pixar <laughs> and just tell him to make Pocahontas yeah. but with blue people in space. <laughs> and long ponytails. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that they could have done to make it more tropey would have been John Williams' music because that's super derivative. Right. There are some like fascinating cosmology questions that arise out of that movie, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's that's really why the listener brought this up. Uh -huh. uh, the listener, particular listener who mm -hmm. asked us to talk about Avatar, mm -hmm. comes from a First Nation culture, yep. and she was saying that it really resonated with her mm -hmm. because it reminded her so much of her cultural and spiritual values that she grew yeah, up. Yeah, the Earth has its own life force to yeah. it, and its own mm -hmm. spirits to it. When I read her comment, it was like, yeah, you know, that really does fit. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I mean, the Bible goes back and forth on kind of the diversity of, of spiritual beings in the universe. And I have a friend who once said to me, the natural world is so filled with variation and difference. And then he said, why would we expect the spiritual world to be anything but that? 
kind of said, why do we, when we look at the spiritual world, why do we think it's like three different things? You know, it's angels, God, and... Demons and <laughs> yeah. humans. De- demons and Satan. You know, yeah. like, that's it. Like, yeah. only four things. Oh, I was thinking of our souls. Oh, yeah, our souls too, right? So there's our so five, you yeah. know, but it's like... <laughs> Amongst the spiritual beings are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God bless Monty Python. <laughs> there are um, three, three spiritual beings. No, yeah. four, four, five. Amongst the many spiritual <laughs> beings. <laughs> three. Not two, not five, three. (laughs) (laughs) When he said that, it was a good point, right? Only five things would be like actually a really boring spiritual plane. I am willing to grant, yeah, that all sorts of things could have spirits and energies and whatever, you know, around them. And and the Psalms often talk about heaven as like this divine UN where God sits and presiding over it. Talks about how there's all sorts of, you know, all those other gods are, are real, just God's in charge of them all. And so who knows? The flip side to all this is, I would say that the problem with those other spirits, if you will, the only one I can guarantee is automatically benevolent is God. <laughs> all the other ones aren't benevolent, might not be benevolent. So we have a benevolent secretary general. Uh huh. Mm. Right. But, but as far as the rest of the uh, ambassadors. Of the, right. Some yeah. of them may be, you know, who knows? But that would fit with the typical pantheon, right? Because you've got yeah. very good gods and then you've got tricksters kind of in between and then right. you've got the downright evil, evil gods. Right. And then the fun ones. We're not fond of humanity. Or, you know, the evil beings in rebellion to God. And so, yeah, right. I, I'm willing to grant the possibility that the earth and creatures and nature and have a life force to it. Yeah, it's expressed in that movie pretty well, actually. You know, yeah. there's an energy to that planet. What do they call the planet? Pandora. Yeah, that Pandora has its own being to it. Yeah. You know, that the animals here and all that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. I was I was thinking of a, a spiritual plane like halfway through. Yeah. Like who's pi- okay? So obviously God's the pilot. Uh-huh. Jesus is the co-pilot, and then like is like everyone else in the cabin just hanging out in that yeah. scenario. Well, some of them are you know like like Michael's like the chief steward, steward right? And, you know, is Satan the the gremlin on the wing? Satan? No, Satan's the guy trying to like open the door like mid-flight. You know, <laughs> going back to the consciousness point. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's just so not a part of that movie enough that it should be. Like, it was just, hey, I'm going to go do this job. Not, what's it actually mean to, as the scientific point or the non-scientific point being into the person? It was just more of, okay, this is the operation of how we do things. Just go. Not how we got there. I would have loved to have seen right on that point the whole thing explored more about as he keeps going further and further into living out in the, the alien body. Yeah. You know, like, what does that actually mean for his humanity? Mm-hmm. To the point where by the end of the movie, they transfer him via the tree. To permanently be Permanently in into the yeah. body. And it's like, well, what does that actually mean? Well, and, <laughs> you and know? there's some I foreshadowing there, right? Because yeah. uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, uh-huh. they strongly imply that her essence has been imparted into the tree right. as mm-hmm. well. And that does, again, gets us back to the whole consciousness argument. Right. What Cameron's implying, if you have this portable, intact consciousness, right, that's not just a replication. It's a very platonic view of the soul. Yeah. But again, it is soul. That's what you're talking about. You're not just talking consciousness. You're talking soul if it can actually be transferred intact into another vessel. Right. Well, didn't we talk about this like two weeks ago, how... Technically, your triune self is your body and your soul. And, yeah, right. Yeah. We talked but about that. But if the... you change your body, is it you're not yourself anymore? 
Didn't we come to yeah, that kind well, of conclusion? Or, or that it takes all three to make it work. And so, like, in a sense, you're incomplete in some way, right? Yeah. Like, your bodily self is just as important, which is why I think it's a fascinating argument. What is this dude now that he's... A Pandoran. Yeah, yeah. a Pandoran, you know? Is, is he human? Is he not? Not just, like, biologically, but, like, how does his identity shift? You know, he's a crippled guy who can walk in the movie, right? It gets very, very complicated. Uh-huh. Culture. Is that the fourth aspect of who we are? We're not just triune, we're quadroon. There are other things that affect our identities, right? So, like, culture is a huge one, too, right? Was he a baseball fan and now he can't find baseball on Pandora? You know? Oh, no, he was a Cubs fan, so he he, he just had to go away for a while. (laughs) Abandon. I'm thinking in terms of when a child is kidnapped and is raised by someone else, Mm -hmm. that changes their identity to some degree. In a non evil sense, think about the times when. Like in war, mm-hmm. a child from one side ends up being captured and raised by the other side. Right. And grows up thinking, I am of this other side. Right. And then why do some people, they're fine with that, right? They mm-hmm. grow up, they're like, no, this is who I am, and I'm cool with that. Right. But other people find out, oh, no, I actually have X culture in my past. Mm-hmm. Now I am distraught. I don't know who I am. Right. So why are some people so affected Mm-hmm. by discovering some hidden part of their culture, and other people are not. They're cool with how they turned out. I yeah. think that's way more about a person-to-person basis yeah, and I how think... they are as a self rather than painting it with broad strokes because you know, if I finally found out I could hear my left ear, yeah, my identity would be completely changed. Whereas if, hey, my heritage is kind of changed personally, I wouldn't be so distraught about it Mm -hmm. because instead of Norwegian, it might be Swedish or something along those lines. It varies person to person. Yeah. Well, I suspect in that case, it's because, and I'm the same way, we identify as American. Mm -hmm. So we don't go by our genetic heritage. Some of us call ourselves human, not Americans anymore. I can't take the human label in good faith. It's... I can't lie like that. I would rather be called a human than anything else. <laughs> I can guarantee your citizenship, but I can't guarantee you're not like a men in black guy. Like, <laughs> look, no, yes. but in, in all seriousness, uh-huh. there's a lot. been a lot of trouble identifying me. For example, on the fun side, 23andMe. Yeah, I had to keep submitting DNA samples <laughs> because. I get the reports back, and they would say, emphasis mine, uh-huh. no discernible human DNA in the sample. So how did your dog get a hold of your sample? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great excuse of your dog ate your homework, so you're not a human. Your dog ate my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought you were going to go say, I'm 100% that bitch, <laughs> which would have been better. But anyway, yes. I mean, yeah. even mm. even my DNA is difficult to analyze <laughs> on a human scale. So we couldn't clone you then? If, if your DNA is not good enough for Ancestry.com or My23. Yeah. I mean, well, who knows if I even have DNA? I'm a completely different life form. Well, this brings up an interesting question. Yes. Can we baptize aliens? No. We already solved that, yes. Yes, we can. Yeah. We solved AI can be yeah. baptized. Right. So, right. But not? you can't baptize wicked witches of the West. They'll just melt. That's true. That's true. Could you? Ooh. So there's an example, right? That's someone who is unsalvageable, unsavorable. Well, I don't know. Well, there's an interesting question. Pastor's pondering. Hold on. I... I uh... 
I think if you're a true universalist, you could probably hold out hope that God recreates the Wicked Witch of the West. From the melted particles. Yeah, and makes her whole again. Unless we're talking about Wicked, that's all reversed, right? Yeah, this is interesting. Right? Yeah. I'm not a universalist, but I, I think if you are one, you could hold out hope for like a God who like recreates in the new creation. Oh, but she'd have to mm. wait till then. Yeah. So no baptism mm. for sure. I mean, that's right, right out. Right. Okay. Well, you could hold out it right based on Lutheran theology. All those years in seminary, what uh-huh. would you say? Uh, um, I'm torn between. I would, I would. I'm torn between. I would try and baptize her anyway, trusting that God wouldn't make the water hurt her. <laughs> you know, like God and God's eternal providence would somehow allow the water, like, not to melt her. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, or doing like. Does it have to be water? Does it actually specific? Yes, okay, it has the. It, but there's not a defined quantity, right? Would she melt? Because you can use, like, in an emergency, like, if you're in, like, a desert and your your buddy and you are dying and he's not baptized. You can use spittle. You can use your own spit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, my my real solution would probably be dip my finger in, make the cross, you know. But that would burn her. Assume it would burn a little bit, but, like, or make her drip just, a, you know, <laughs> a little droopy, but, like, not, like, kill her, you know. And if the Wicked Wish was truly confessing, you yeah. know, that she wanted to be baptized and... All that good what stuff. if we used hydrogen gas and oxygen gas so that the particles are there for water, <laughs> but not actually there? Would that technically constitute baptism if all the elements are technically there? I think you could truthfully use, you could do a oil. You know, I would, I would probably use oil. Like we get this sacramental oil, right? Uh-huh. So like I would probably use oil and then just trust that if the Wicked Witch of the West is coming to me in true faith, that like God doesn't turn away true faith just because she's allergic to water. <laughs> that would be the honest to God place I would probably end up in. There's a physical sign, okay, in your case it's oil because... You know, water will yeah, kill you. Water will yeah. kill you. There's a physical sign, oil, attached to God's promise, and you're trusting in God's promise, which is the actual thing that's important. And so that's probably where I would really end up. That would be an interesting thorny problem, though. You can't be a pastor in Oz. We've established that. <laughs> well, I'd baptize her. You know, I just got to get the oil. <laughs> Everybody hold your breath. Uh-huh. Great game idea. Mm-hmm. Each of us thinks of someone that is either cannot be baptized or irredeemable, and the other two have to say gut reaction, yes or no. <laughs> That's a good game. No debating, yeah. just yes or no. This is a good, this is a good game. Number yeah. two, uh-huh. how the heck does she eat food and stay hydrated if she's allergic to water? There is water in literally everything that we eat. And Technically, she... she's 90% right. Like, are... Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like physical like, bodies are mostly water, right? Yeah, big water sacks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like she wouldn't technically exist as human though right i don't know what the biology yeah. of a green witch is that is that is very yeah. true yeah i don't know that's a good question maybe she doesn't maybe like she's green because she needs like photosynthesis oh she's chlorophyll yeah but you need water 
maybe photosynthesis and odds runs off a different principle. She could be silicon based, right? Or silicon, <laughs> yeah. So right, I mean, she could be iron, yeah. just very oxidized iron. Right. Well, copper, since she's copper. Green. Copper, yeah. Right. Yeah. She'd be really oxidized copper. Yeah. And that'd be better because she wouldn't quite be as heavy as iron than yeah. walking around, right. thumping around. It's possible. She'd crack open those emerald slippers in no time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with photosynthesis, and it's instead of water, it's some other substance, you know, like some other Aussian fluid substance. Getting back on topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pandora. 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 Yeah. Avatar in general. What about the tree? Does the tree have a consciousness? Because I get the transfer part. Well, this would be an interesting thing to ask our listener who brought this up, like where her beliefs on that are. Is there one singular consciousness for like all creation? Is there both like a, a greater like meta spirit, you know, mm-hmm. with each other, individual thing has its own spirit too? You know, like I could see the tree as its own distinct spirit, but it somehow plays a larger role in the greater spirit of Pandora. Mm-hmm. I could see that being the formal answer. Yeah. You know, like the tree has its particularity, but it's part of this larger, almost like Brahman in Hinduism, right? Like yeah. the, there's the wider divine substances, Brahman, I think, right? But the gods have their own, are like each expressions of that larger oversoul. Yeah. Ultimately, they yeah. all are Brahma. Yeah. Yeah, manifested right. differently. Right. A lot of First Nations spiritual belief, you do have, you have the concept, overarching concept of the Great Father. You know, yeah, right. And the Earth Mother. It's a fascinating writer. Uh, I had to read it for a class. And I forget what his name is. I think he was a suit who converted to Catholicism. And had a series of like mystical visions. And it was fascinating. Like I had, the, so it was him writing about his mystical visions and like seeing these archetypes of Christianity through his native lens. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it was fascinating to kind of see right. So like Skyfather as equates to God the Father, and you know, like all yeah. that kind of stuff. And it was fascinating. The two aren't incompatible, really. And no, fundamentally, that's one of the points that probably is why I'm get the heretic label or any you know, other recovering heretic label, but mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of commonality mm-hmm. yeah. you know, underneath. And I don't think that there is as much incompatibility between Christianity and, for example, various mm-hmm. First Nations mm-hmm. spiritual yeah. beliefs as people like to say there is. Yeah. It's almost like Buddhism in the sense that, you know, Buddhism can dovetail nicely and fit into almost any culture because of how its belief system is set up. Yeah. And I think there is so much especially with the core emphasis on love as a commandment in Christianity, Mm -hmm. that I think there's a great deal of commonality that you can find. I had this discussion on Twitter recently, and like there was some debate about kind of this thing about what do you believe about truth and other religions, you know? And this is always like Lewis and Tolkien's point, you know, and this actually would ended up converting Lewis in the end. You know, Lewis says Christianity is the myth made real. Mm -hmm. His point there, and there's there's a point about what our... Reformed brothers and sisters would call the doctrine of general revelation. I'm general revelation at ease. Yeah, but like, right. But like, you know, that, so that's contrasted to special revelation or specific revelation, which is God in Jesus Christ, right? As mm-hmm. dictated by scripture and all that, you know, that's special revelation. That's it's like general and special relativity. Right. Like God had to tell you that part, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. You know, if Jesus Christ really is the incarnate word and the word, as John 1 says, through whom all things were made and for whom all things were made, mm-hmm. you know, as it says other elsewhere in Scripture, and that that means that all things in existence come into being and have their being grounded in Jesus Christ. What that then means is that, of course, you'll find in religion, like, 
little smatterings of Jesus everywhere or reflections of who God really is is because Jesus is woven into the fabric of all of creation. Of course, you're going to find it. The beautiful thing is that it all becomes true (laughs) in Jesus Christ, right? There's something to all that. Well, also, I mean, how much do you think the world, if it all had one language, would Mm -hmm. actually understand? Because there's so much commonality between so many other cultures. You have to think there is some mistranslation in the birth (laughs) of humanity. Everyone could be saying the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. but no one knows because (laughs) there was no universal translator or... Hey, I messed up yeah. Messed up one syllable. I can easily buy into that because yeah. I, there's a huge communication problem just between me and my wife. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, know, we're not bringing up spouse you know, communication. Yeah. No, that, that's right out. <laughs> one word meets two completely different things depending I'm on fine. which of us is talking. Yes. <laughs> my Greek professor used to say that all translators are liars or blasphemers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and his point was like, you know, you're always fitting a square peg in a round hole. You know, yeah. you're like, and so... Somewhere you're either lying, you're saying people, oh yeah, this is this this is essentially what that means, or you're blaspheming and saying no, I can't carry that across. But this is the best I got, <laughs> but I've done some violence to the word of God here, you yeah. know. No, it's like you know Shakespeare. He's decent enough when you read him in English, but mm-hmm. it really doesn't have the power as the original Klingon. Oh no, I like the monkey version better. I mean, yes, Klingon, but come on, it's monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite chimps at an infinite number of typewriters. It's true. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Avatar. I mean, we did touch briefly about cultural appropriation, Mm -hmm. how much sci-fi and fantasy is just about cultural appropriation or conquering of certain cultures. I think there's a difference between like what I would call cultural appropriation, which is like the white guy getting the tribal tattoos. Versus Paul Simon using Ladysmith Black Mambazo. Right. Like there's a difference between play acting a culture, which is clearly not yours because you think it's cool. And like artists doing what artists do, which is like constantly recycling somebody else's work. There's a clear difference there because, like, the one actually is what I would call cultural appropriation. It's bad, it kind of taking something because I think it's cool, you yeah, know, yeah. like like that's eh, no, thank you. <laughs> it's cringy and it's just bad. You know, James Corey who writes The Expanse would say, you know, somebody was like, "Well, did you get this from Mass Effect?" I'm like, "No, Mass Effect and I got it from this guy who got it from this, this guy, guy who right. got it." <laughs> Going all the way back right. again to Gilgamesh, right? Yeah. Like that's all we do is we. What's the uh, line from the West Wing? Good writers borrow, great writers just steal it, right? <laughs> Every English prof will tell you yeah. like, oh, there are only five actual plots. Right. And that goes back to like two of them are written by Homer. The quest story and the war story. Right. <laughs> two of the five are... Man versus man, man versus nature, man. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Boy, this got a lot heavier than we normally get. What does gravity have to do this with this situation, Marty? <laughs> heavy, heavy. You keep using that term. Something wrong with gravity in the future. Yeah, it's such a great movie. Uh, all right. So our game. Are we going to do the name a, name a thing and can it be can it be saved? Before we move on to the game, mm-hmm. do you feel we have answered our listeners? We question. never answer anything. I think we have. <laughs> we don't even answer our own questions. I think no. we have, right. I we didn't we answer the question. We just asked each right. other. <laughs> but I guess I would say, you know, to sum it all up, I, I think Avatar, probably more than most, is a science fiction movie that more overtly wrestles with at least spirituality. Mm-hmm. For as much as it is, yeah, it's derivative and yeah, it's 
you know, overtly it's the spirit of the, like the good guys win because the spirit of the planet itself unleashes the wrath of the animals upon the machines. (laughs) So while you never see it embodied, it is more overtly spiritual than I think actually most science fiction works probably are. Yeah. Yeah, it's more overtly spiritual. Yeah. And it is just like Terminator. You know, it's still basically organics versus machines. Yeah. All the, all the tech versus nature. There's a whole interesting what nature versus in nature. Yeah, or at least asking the question, what is living in I that's an implicit question in the whole movie too, you know, what is what is living? Are the humans really living? Fundamentally the the blue aliens are more people than the people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which is kind of the whole point of him finally becoming one, right? The blue aliens are more human than the humans. Humans are always mass. Yeah. My last question. Mm-hmm. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Next up on Dance Hits with <laughs> Dance Hits with Drew. Dance Hits with Drew. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. <laughs> Dance Hits in 3D. Yeah. 3D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I will name something, and I will accept either is it redeemable, or if you're a universalist and the question is yes, all things are redeemable. Does it have a soul? So my question then to you, Dan, Transformers, Mm -hmm. do they have souls, or are they just the faking of a soul? Because the AllSpark is technically just simulated via the AllSpark. Slash, does that mean Transformers are redeemable or not? Yes, Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are redeemable. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are redeemable. Yes, they have souls. Yes. 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 No follow-ups. No follow-ups. No. Nope. We're going to be here for a while if we do follow-ups. <laughs> we have to do follow-ups. Okay. So I, did. Yeah. I, have, I have a whole litany on uh, life. So I'm going yes. I did mine. Q. Uh, mm. Q's an interesting one. Redeemable. Does he have a soul? Is Q redeemable? I'm not sure Q wants to be redeemed. Not a question of motivation. So I'm going to say... Got reactions. Got reactions. No clarification. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And I will say it because of the Q who wanted to die. Yes, and given what happened in like right all those Voyager episodes, yes, I would say. I would have more of a struggle with Next Generation only, but if we include Voyager, which we should, because those are some of the best episodes in Voyager, actually... Yes, they clearly have their own struggles and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, then I'm going to throw one out. I had my inadvertent one earlier Mm -hmm. with the Wicked Witch. But on the lines of Transformers, Mm -hmm. but there is several big differences. Star Wars droids. Oh, this is a hard one for me. So this is the problem with Solo. Can I just say this? (laughs) (laughs) No, wait, no, no, no. I need, before the Solo... Clarification on droids. What level of droids are we talking about? Are we talking about grunt level battle now, droids? No, I'm we- gonna go I'm gonna go although even that bothers me because grunt level battle droids clearly have personality. Ooh, and then I've got a follow up. I'm gonna go with protocol and astromech up. Protocol and astromech up, okay. It's like not the little squeaker one. No, around. no, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, here's my problem with solo. Here's my one problem with the movie Solo. Okay. I'm sorry, but Pastor, to, to get to there my... are instructions. I know. I, I, and as pastor, I get to ignore them. <laughs> I am the steward of God in this place. It means I get to ignore the rules when I want. Only person I have to answer to is God. <laughs> and church council. But right. yeah. And your wife is council president. 
Um, <laughs> At least it's not my dad. It was your dad when he was president, too. Uh, okay, so, and this helps clarify my answer. The one problem I had with Solo is that whole droids rights gag they mm-hmm. had the entire way through the movie. And I had a problem with it because it's exactly like the final episode of Seinfeld. They did it to be funny, but it actually brought up a whole bunch of ethical issues, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not understanding the can of worms you're opening. Like Seinfeld's last episode where they they were doing it to be funny, but it brought up how awful every one of these characters <laughs> really was, was yeah. right? That, same thing with the droids, that the quest for droid freedom, they meant it as a funny gag, mm-hmm. But it brought up, like, holy crap, this whole universe runs off droid slavery. Yep. This is exactly why this is Uh my contribution to the game today. No. Yeah, I would say... I will cite. I have citing. Mm -hmm. R2-D2 is not redeemable. (laughs) R2-D2 is The level of crap (laughs) that he gets into and says, not redeemable. Predestination isn't real, except for R2-T2. He's clearly predestined to hell because of all the chaos he causes. Yeah, I I guess I would say they fall in that, you know, when we were talking about AI, we talked about that category of, like, that God recreates the stuff of human culture gets included in the final redemption, right? And I would kind of say that that's where I group droids. <laughs> I would not say, you know, they have souls. But I think when the New Jerusalem comes, if there were droids like there were in Star Wars, we would find them because the stuff of human culture would get recreated. And they're clearly that. Okay, for the New Jerusalem to Mm -hmm. be any fun at all, Mm -hmm. it can't be static. So does that mean even though we don't have the droids now Mm -hmm. in the New Jerusalem, we will because that would be so awesome. If we create them. Then could we make Star Destroyers and keep exploring the universe? Not get stuck in the New Jerusalem You know, I mean, everybody should read The Last Battle because Lewis has the most beautiful vision of heaven in The Last Battle. But there's this line they keep repeating when they get to heaven in The Last Battle. And it's Aslan's always saying, come farther in, come farther up. And the idea is that heaven's always deeper. You know, mm. there's always more to explore in heaven. You know, it's part of the eternity of heaven is that it's it's always greater. It's always, but wait, there's more. Right, exactly, <laughs> continually. So, like, as they're going through it, they find all of Narnia, but then they find all of England and all of the world, their world, too. And it, they see their homes and they see, you know, their parents' homes, you know, mm. and, like, everything... You know, that it's always come farther in, come farther up. Like, it's always more to explore. So, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, we get spaceships, we go off and explore all the heavens and the earth that God created. (laughs) I thought of a really good follow-up, though. What's that? Clones. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yes, and yes. I mean, clones to me are clearly humans, that they're created slightly differently than a normal human Mm -hmm. is an irrelevant fact to... So do they all share one soul? Yeah, that's where we get into the identity with clones. I think this is where, like, that material versus substance distinction, like, their material is the same, but their substance is different, right? Mm. Like, if we're talking Star Wars clones, right, like, as an example, like, clearly they're all different, right? You actually know who Rex is versus who Fives and the other guys are and Cody are on the screen, right? Even though they all look the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, because Cody's my favorite. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yet they're all right. Why? Specifically to get that reaction out of you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, okay, that's to it's be anybody fair. other than Rex. Yeah. Um, 
what's the one from the Bad Batch with the glasses? Oh uh, yeah, he's pretty cool. I really and Wrecker, Wrecker's kind of like yeah, Wrecker's fun. But like even like not not like the Bad Batch guys, but like the ones that are literally all the same. You can literally tell they're different, right? Yeah. And like they wrestle with that in the show, actually. Actually, like that they're brothers, but their identities are different, and how you combine them even in squads it makes a real difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean. Makes a real difference in those training episodes about what uh, squad we don't is talk which. about that season. That's a terrible season. Yeah, it still had some fun moments. Yeah, and it does reveal right that for all that their material is the same down to the DNA, literally, mm-hmm. <laughs> the substance of who they are is clearly different. Clearly, its own unique thing. Yeah. It has yeah. more to do with their different haircuts. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and and our listener who asked today's question about Avatar, mm-hmm. if we have not answered it to your satisfaction. Yeah. Just let us know. Let us know. And, and, yes. And we'll ramble on again. Right. Yes, because we have listeners on the platforms of Apple, Sky City. <laughs> I was doing the oh, plug that we no, were supposed thought, to be I recording. Thought, I thought we were going to all record. Oh, no. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, you know, the, know all that information. <laughs> I know it right. I don't think the two That's of us why actually... I was like, damn. <laughs> I don't actually know what our platforms are other than Podbean and the church website. <laughs> Cloud City. Cloud City too. Yeah, that's yep. a good platform. That's, that's actually that's what I meant. It was like um, I mean I, Xbox, PlayStation, not that not as much. No. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. You can also hear us right at the Moss Isley Cantina. <laughs> you know. Now appearing. Yeah. Now appearing. <laughs> Three Isley nights Cantina. only. Right. Den of scum and villainy. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're gonna go next week. <laughs> we're performing at the Wretched Hive. <laughs> Not as scummy as you believe. <laughs> <laughs> now featuring surprisingly less scum. Same villainy. <laughs> we just scraped it off a little bit. The villainy you love right. <laughs> without the scum you hate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but so for our listeners, you can now listen to us on the following platforms. Dan. <laughs> Why, thank you, Dave. That radio voice Dan yeah. I hear. <laughs> Listeners can hear us now on Apple Podcasts, on Audible, on Amazon Music, and on Podbean. Plus, wherever Apple and Podbean feed. Please remember, this is a church enterprise, so we don't advertise. So, please, tell your friends about us. Tell your friends that there's this great show. Leave a review on those platforms. Like and subscribe. Subscribe will really help us on mm-hmm. Apple. Right. Like and subscribe. Leave reviews. Comment on topics right. and games because we're going to eventually run out of them. <laughs> we might run Probably. out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. We might run out of ideas. Yeah, but do interact. And even if you don't like us, pretend that you do. <laughs> it's charity enterprise. Remember. We are a charity. There's a reason why Dan and I have Pastor Dave with us. Right. <laughs> Literally a charity. Thank you, folks, for that. It was a good discussion. It was. It was. Yeah. So thank you and join us again on Church in Space in 3D. There we go. Hey, Dan. Mm-hmm. Did you bring the mech suit? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I had to edit what came into my head first. <laughs> you had the line from Aliens. <laughs> I can read your. You had the line from Aliens.